You lost God, it. You lo- you went you went oh, too God. big. I tried to I tried to take off like a southwest plane. Yeah. And just kind of pull the stick all the way back from the runway. It nah, yeah, now I know how it feels like uh to be on a southwest plane in my throat. This team is all about effort. Effort is all that matters. And, not a- and- not execution to be clear. Right. No. Right. D- yeah. Whatever you do, do it with whatever your hand finds to do, do it with your utmost. You know the Bible verse. For the Lord. Yeah. yeah. Welcome, of Lords, God. Our Lord is sick. Lord Spencer. I don't, <laughs> don't want to call him our Lord. He's a, he's kind of like a fumbling, doddering gentry, right? He's he. I I view him more as if like um, Cupid got really old. Oh God, man. Hmm. No, that gives him a bow and arrow. That's true. That's way too much power. But it's it's got a tip on the end. It's not that dangerous. Oh, it's got a big squishy tip on the end. Just like Spencer. You know, you know mm-hmm. why he's you know why he's laid up sick. It's because his beloved mm-hmm. his beloved Texas Longhorns and his beloved Texas A and M Aggies. Oh, just too much Texas pain for one night. Yeah, we're gonna have a lot of football feelings to air out uh, this coming Thursday night at our live show in Houston. If you what's not, that you say? Live right. show in Houston? Yeah, we're going to a British pub in Houston. Spencer's probably going to do his accent. Tickets are still available. They're twenty five dollars to get in the door. Uh, did we say it's forty five? If you want to get a shirt as well, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's forty five, include your uh, include your t shirt size in there, and we will get you a, an extremely comfy Tribeland Banner Society t shirt from our pals at Home Field Apparel. Um, we'll probably, I, I would imagine we'll have some tickets available at the door for those what want them, but maybe don't take the chance. I Listen, given how long it took us to set up non-in-person ticket sales, I wouldn't fucking bet on it. I wouldn't bet on anything. If I wanted to attend, I'd buy my ticket right now. Right. Because yep. th- th- this is a perilous situation. Um business guys imagine how much trouble we go to for how little reward when setting up just a podcast recording now imagine us trying to set up online credit card processing yeah we yeah, wanted, get your we, tickets in advance <laughs> we wanted to have these tickets for sale a month ago we instead did. instead we settled for like six days early you know six days ahead of the show because that's, possibly that's all wrong? we could get so you yeah. know i don't know if you want to come, then you should just buy a ticket. You know how you tickets work. Um, the bar, I will say, is very good. They host a lot of local metal shows, which is uh, why they were recommended to us, because we are an extremely metal outfit ourselves. Um, it's 18 and up. They they dropped the 21 and up just for us. Uh, if you want to be like the dad at our Michigan show and bring your teen. Uh, sorry, he's got he's got to age it up a little bit before this one. Uh, because or just made... or get a good fake. Yeah, 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 yeah. We don't know what fake IDs look like. We might no. be running the door here. Who knows? Um, we will also announce the next two live shows, maybe three, but at least two. I I, I think probably this week. Uh, we definitely won't announce where uh, specifically, like where the venue is, because nope, we don't have that planned yet. But we will announce what cities they're going to be in what dates we're looking at and that won't change because 
we can't handle more than one variable at a time, let's be honest. So you're saying mm-hmm. we're going to well, you're saying f- we're going to try the bold venture of having more than 6 days notice. Listen, at I started trying to plot the Houston show out what 6 weeks out. Yeah. And we ended up with tickets for sale six days out through the fault of no one on this call. And I'm not shading Spencer. It's not his fault either. Um, So, yeah, I'm going to start plotting our October show uh, tomorrow. And our November show. And our November show. And our two. And our. I almost spoiled it. I see you did. Our secret December doubleheader. God, so much. Look how much podcast business gets done when Spencer's not here. Do you think this podcast (laughs) would be amazing and efficient? And totally what we want it to be if Spencer was just never on it. I should have put him in a hospital bed and wheeled him in here. Yeah. <laughs> I can't oh, believe man. I didn't think of that until right now. Damn. Of course, it, he is actually sick, so that's how you can tell him apart. Also, he would never he would never sit in a dentist chair. Oh. Did we ever get a confirmation that Hugh Freeze actually did that? No. We, we uh, late Saturday night, everyone was tweeting the Liberty account like, show us the coach in the dentist chair you freaks give us the image and they wouldn't do it makes you suspicious doesn't it it does Mm. uh what is faith but the absence of things not seen that's true wow wait did i say that i said that backwards right close enough faith in the evidence of things shit yeah yeah you all get it (laughs) well i that's 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 just the king james version it's fine. I, I I can't help my raisin. Um, I feel we must start this recap episode by letting Jason brag on his sweet boy, his son, the impressive gunslinger better known as Joe Burrow. Number one in passer rating and completion percentage among quarterbacks with at least 45 throws to this point in the season. Tied for number one in touchdown to interception ratio at nine to one. Number two in total passing yards against FBS teams. Number two in yards per game against Power Five teams. Tied for number one in total touchdowns. Six straight games, completing at least 62% of his passes. The LSU Fighting Bengal Baby Tigers offense is number two in S and P plus. Joe Burrow, Heisman favorite. How many how many passing yards does Joe Burrow have at this point? Like 900? I didn't write down numbers, just facts. Facts only. Okay. Because, um... Maybe 800. Like 1,000? I feel reasonably good that he's gonna he's gonna break the single season record. What is LSU's record like? Is it, is it like 1,700? I'm gonna guess Mettenberger. So, so, I'll give you the number. The number is 3,347 passing yards in a single season. It, it's either Mettenberger or Russell, right? Incorrect. Wow. Uh, jo- Mettenberger is third on this list. Jamarcus Russell is second. Holly, Matt you want to hazard a guess? I'm sorry. I wasn't listening. Perfect. It is like Spencer's here. Um, I Sorry. Can I tell you what I was doing? Sure. I was I was applying the like 70s disco, a chorus line filter to your uh, sad Vols Husky to put it up in our Instagram oh. stories. No, I appreciate you doing that. Never mind. No, that's good, too. That's <laughs> a good looks, that's a... It looks amazing. I'm going to send it to you guys right now. That's a better use of time than anything we got going on here. If Wikipedia is correct, <laughs> Rohan Davey is the single season. Rohan Davey! Yeah. Wow. 
How long would it have taken us to guess him? It would have. You would have had to work a little bit. Um, yeah. My favorite part is that Danny Etling is ninth on this list. Shit, yeah. Well, yeah, Man. he's a good quarterback. Apparently, the ninth, the ninth best in LSU history from a single season perspective. Yeah. Jamarcus Russell is tied with Matt Mock for most passing touchdowns in a single season. So. Mm-hmm. Well, all those records are being shattered as we, on a weekly basis. It kind of feels that way. <laughs> yep. The, uh, as always, what starts as, as comedy just turns into a documentary here on this program. We don't tell lies because we, we're not smart enough to, basically. Now that's, now that's a lawyer you can trust. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man, he fucking, he looked fucking great against Texas. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't expect. I, I didn't expect that at all. I mean, I expected him to look good. Why are we all surprised at the vaunted LSU offense? <sighs> well, vaunted, I mean, it, I think it's just because we're. LSU. Hey, why do you think they're called airboats? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know we've never seen a Big Twelve defense get shredded like that before, mm-hmm. but it was still it was still pretty cool to see. Yeah. Um. Decent props to Texas's offense as well for keeping them in the game um, against a defense that looked like it was like was still pretty terrifying. And um, I don't know, Texas, if you have if you have cloning ability, maybe just go ahead and get Sam Ellinger a clone right now, because there were several points in that game where I was like, oh, he's going to die. This <laughs> is the this is the part where they're going to rupture him. He uh yeah, he uh he enjoys physical combat. That that much is clear. Speaking of combat, Michigan, new defender of our nation's <laughs> borders. <laughs> what it's their, like it's their duty now? Yeah. If you beat Ar- you beat army, you gotta take their post. Okay. I and Michigan is the one school where they're like We've been looking forward to this for a long time, right? Like I, I have, I'm, I have some military theory to apply. Good, good. I have I, some some documents here. I would like to shout out the local Michigan broadcast, uh, the radio play by play guys, who, according to alert Twitter user Erm, uh, that's at IRM Stream on Twitter, apparently kept calling Army's team the Army. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, we speak of Michigan fighting the troops, and it just manifests into existence. <laughs> think about think about how confused. Like, it, there's like a War of the Worlds scenario there, where somebody who hasn't been paying attention <laughs> oh, is just listening to the radio, and he's like, "I knew it. This is why. This I knew the government was going to come for us. And they're starting with and Michigan here, football. Here comes the army. <laughs> the army chewing up terrain as it plows over the Michigan boys." I do like that um, Army's brand of, shall we say, uh, clock metabolism is so ingrained at this point (laughs) that when they got the ball back with, I want to say a little under three minutes left in the game, I was really like, I don't know if they will have enough time left to get set up for a to get into field goal position. Which would have given them the chance to win the game. And they, I, I was almost correct. I came very close to them being like, yeah, sorry, just ran out of time. You know, I mean, this this big this yeah, big man. cruise ship needs time to turn. 
That's what MRU stand for, minutes ready to eat. <laughs> you were basically right, because they had to pass, which meant that drive was all fucked up. Right, right. right. Yeah. Like, if, if they'd been allowed to run, like, seven running plays instead of that one pass, would have been totally fine. Please look out on the internet for salty Michigan fans who want to talk to you about fumble luck and the almost certainly bad whistle that brought back a Michigan touchdown. Please remind them that Michigan needed two overtimes. Oh, now Michigan wants to talk about a whistle. Michigan needed two overtimes to beat Army, needed a fake punt, um, and needed, in the end, I think the turnovers were even 3-3. So, like, y'all can just calm down. This A lot of people want to compare this to the Oklahoma Army game last year. This is different because, A, it was out in full view of everyone. Thank you, Fox. <laughs> um, and B, because, like, Army didn't... This was not the best Army game any of us have ever seen them play. This was not like, oh, man, Army got... It's definitely my favorite Army game that I've ever seen them play. It's way up there. But it was not, yeah. like, there were, there were plenty of mistakes... Plenty of times where Army was not doing the things they were supposed to do. Um, and, like, Oklahoma basically... I think if if memory serves, Oklahoma scored on almost every drive, if not every drive, against Army last year. That was not Oklahoma the case for Michigan. sprinted up and down the field. Right. right. And Mich- whereas Michigan did not. I mean, like... does you t- Jason, you were talking, I think, in our Slack about... Um, the inability to block by Michigan. Yeah, man. Like they couldn't handle these fucking like no army players, no army defensive linemen are going to be drafted. Michigan State and Ohio not State, not that kind of draft, y'all. Wisconsin. Well, yeah, that's true. they were. They no, were no, no. Okay, don't, don't, don't email. No, me. they all. Know what the army they is. also won't be drafted. They're already in the volunteer <laughs> service. I said, don't email me. I know what the army is. Unlike some Fox announcers who kept using <laughs> submarine metaphors. Submarine metaphors. I, I swear that was on purpose, though. Like there's no. That's too- my problem. Do they know what the army is? Gus Gus Johnson was using a few too many nautical metaphors where i'm like okay he's doing this on purpose because there is another one as well but like yeah i mean michigan is he doing it to tweak people or is he like this is army adjacent just like college football is adjacent to the nfl what we'd really rather be i'd tweak people with it like when when army threw that pick on the goal line i'd be like oh they really tossed michigan a life preserver there (laughs) just be a total asshole i'm sure the army has life preservers I, I doubt the army just lets people drown because we're like, nope, we don't touch water. You're lost. You're in the blue stuff. Blue stuff is yeah, lava. Yeah, the navy, the navy basically exists due to the Flores Lava Treaty. Yeah, uh, of 1812. Army, army looks at the map and says, "Blue, ugh, we don't go there. <laughs> Only green and brown for me." <laughs> yuck! Yuck! <laughs> you hand, you hand an army man a cup of water and he's like, "Get that yuck. out of my sight!" Dumps it on the floor. I eat butter. Nasty. Sick trash. Give me milk. <laughs> you know yeah, who could have used uh, some milk? The army, they got a bunch of dudes who literally have weight limits and they have to wake up and run like seventy five miles every morning and, and like, you know, they're gonna they're gonna work like designing fucking bridges and Michigan can't block them. I mean, you know, granted granted every Every Big Ten player designs bridges, of course, because they're all genius engineers, but these are bridges that are gonna be bombed, right? So it's a different kind of bridge. When you're doing that, you're not 
supposed to be good at pass rushing as well. That's three skills. You're supposed to only have two. Anyway, Michigan is Michigan is listen. Let's let's tell us about for a second. Is Michigan bad? I don't think Michigan is bad. I think Michigan is. I think Michigan. Um, I, I, God's honest truth. I think between the offensive line and Shea Patterson, I don't think they actually trust their offense to do that much. Like I look, I am not a smart football person, but if you go back and watch clips of this game, it feels like Shea Patterson never moves to the second read. He always I just never goes saw with, him progress once. It, it's, he doesn't even like pretend to, he doesn't even do that thing where he's like, okay, I'm going to look here. And I'm not going to throw that pass, but I'm going to do that to move a safety or hold a linebacker. Like, it's it's very much, I haven't played Madden in a while. I, I feel like I remember these plays. I'm just going to throw it to these receivers based on what the, like. But we respect that, right? I, it's not a, it, it we respect it, but we're not trying to win a Big Ten title. We're barely trying to get a podcast out. I At mean, this point, I feel like we could Michigan win a Big does. Ten title. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I just like, I I've don't been know. to Indianapolis more recently. I like the part where Ryan was like, I don't think they're bad. They just have problems, like at quarterback and offensive line. Well, look, <laughs> I, I think on defense, the defensive side of it, I'm willing to sort of wave away because sure. playing yeah. playing Army sucks. Everybody knows that. And mm. they they got stops when they needed to. It's not like they were consistently just getting bowled over. And they did get fucked on the one defense um, played fine fumble return, and they made a goal line stand. Like these things happened. So put that to one side. I don't know what is what is what was exciting that Michigan did on offense. Fumble a lot and sometimes recover it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was that added a certain zest. Okay. To the proceedings. <laughs> I was in favor of that as a viewer. It was particularly. It's unfortunate. <laughs> from a neutral perspective that this was happening at the same time Ohio State was playing Cincinnati a team that we all like we thought or maybe just those of us who want weird things to happen thought oh that's going to be a test that you know Cincinnati very highly ranked defense last year looked very comfortable against UCLA week one UCLA sucks but that's a separate conversation and Ohio State had no problem at all none sure so, like, if you look at this schedule, you say, oh, both Michigan and Ohio State will get some exercise. Right. But but Army got all the exercise. Took a yeah. constitutional. Yeah. I. Which I'm pretty sure is an Army ship. Shout out, Rod Gilmore. The good news is it doesn't really matter. All you, te- all you technically had to do was win this game, Michigan. And the fa- I was thinking about this today. We've had seasons where at this point in the year, or even a couple weeks later, we're like, wow, Michigan looks fucking sharp. Their defense is just tenacious and their offense does what it needs to do. It doesn't it it's not like in those seasons that pans out. So I am willing to entertain some twisted dumbass logic that Michigan looking iffy now maybe means good things down the line. I'm not a smart man. You shouldn't trust me with your money. I hope Bankoff's not listening to this. <laughs> Nebraska, Colorado. Except when it comes to buying podcast tickets. All right, folks. guys, yeah, I've done yeah. everything I can. Nebraska, Colorado. Um, <laughs> <sighs> Nebraska, Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. 
<laughs> this game rules, Folks, first of all. Did we? Speaking of manifesting things into the real, we spent a, a good bit of time last week both on our website, bannersociety.com or afootballwebsite.com, and on this here podcast talking about the time Colorado just created this rivalry out of want to, mm-hmm. just walked right up and spit in the big old Nebraska Huskers eye. Uh, and then they... Uh, invited Nebraska to play them in, in Boulder and Nebraska took over Colorado's home stadium. And that just meant that there were that many more red clad, sad Huskers streaming for the exits. When what happened happened, Colorado came back from 17 down and won in overtime is what happened. How, in- how, how late were they down 17? That's like until the fourth quarter, basically. <laughs> Like, just, like uh, we were in the uh, the the top whatever in the read option, which goes out every Sunday morning. Subscribe to our newsletter. Uh, I think Spencer wrote that portion about how Colorado was uh, exemplified, just trying enough only when you have only only when you have to, right? Like saving all your effort for when you need it. Uh, Nebraska it really tuckered is like itself Spencer's out, here, even though he's not. <laughs> Uh, the um, turning point, which we have an article on this at our website as well, was it kind of got overlooked, which was kind of funny. Um, the flea flicker, Colorado's 90 something yard, 96 whatever yard flea flicker touchdown from the end zone, which I have never seen that before. We couldn't find another example of that happening. It's a deeply crazy thing to even try. Yeah, if you know of a longer one, email compliance at bannersociety.com because I want to see it. Yeah, like we sent out the call. The longest one we could find was UNC did like an 89-yarder. This was considerably longer than that, and it worked. We found, in Alex's article, he found uh, the Cleveland Browns tried one. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> into in, Back into their own end zone, and RG3 throws a pick into triple coverage. It did not go for a touchdown. <laughs> of course it was the Browns. Um, but yeah, this ended up being uh, kind of the turning point, and it ended up really mattering. Like they probably would not have won if they didn't have the insane gall to throw the ball backward into their own end zone. Um, and yeah, we should remember that play. So let's remember that play as as we have online. I didn't see anything about the the metal cups and the mayhem they did or did not cause. Uh, did anybody else? I think that means there were no survivors. Yeah. Ah, excellent. That certainly is what seems to have happened based on the Nebraska Twitter I, I observed last night. This was bizarrely maybe the most normal thing that happened in the Pac-12? Yeah. Uh, no, no. Well, having, having been awake for the dead-ass end of Pac-12 play last night, I can confirm. Did you stay awake for uh, Cal Washington? I'm pretty sure I did, yeah. Wow. Don't be like me. That shit ended at, what, 5 a.m.? Yeah, something like that spectacular time had time had ceased to have meaning at that point for me that's so that's fucked up um all right so uh, some normal things that's fucked up that it happened to you ah to be clear not that you did it (laughs) it's more just like you were sorry i let you go to sleep to be with your child no i i it's not i'm not blaming you but it's sort of like if when you read about um a roller coaster getting stuck in a loop <laughs> and you're like, Oh man, they're up there for six hours upside down. That fucking blows. That was yeah. your experience. Um, yeah. some normal things happen in the pac 12 this week. Utah won, even though they struggled a little bit early, Oregon and Washington state won. 
blah blah blah. Hawaii beat Hawaii beat a Pac-12 opponent. That's becoming normal at this mm-hmm. point. But the rest of it's just gar, just like nonsense garbage. Did any of our of our little squad take Hawaii beating two Pac-12 opponents? I don't I think, think so. we. I don't think we, I don't. I, I don't think we listed it as an option, but it definitely was like either. after yeah, they it, beat Arizona. Yeah. It wasn't officially an option, but I think we did say that if they, if like Spencer gets an unofficial bonus point for okay. each addition. Yeah. It's, I think I, it was not only a one pointer. So, um, yeah. I don't know. Like what, what to y'all is more confusing Cal beating Washington or USC thumping Stanford. We'll put UCLA losing at home to San Diego state to the side because like, <laughs> No, no, that's that's normal. San Diego State, San Diego State is guaranteed one Pac-12 win per season, and yep. As somebody who watched, uh, so I didn't watch. Long has a way, yeah, has a way about him. I didn't watch the Cal Washington or the Stanford USC games, so you two just tell me which of these I should be more. uh, I should understand more, and the other one you should just be like, "Nah, man, world's a fucked up place." Sorry. The. The Cal Washington game, I kind of feel like you have to toss out due to circumstances. I'll, I'm, I'm willing to revisit this from confirmation in the data set in the data set later down the line. But there was just too much weird shit going on. You kind of, you kind of have to take that one with a dear lick of salt, in my opinion. Uh, Jason, what do you think? I think Cal Washington. For one thing, you have such similar teams that you're going to have such a small data set worth of plays within the football game. Like, you know, neither team is going to be taking 100 snaps on offense and all that. You know, mm. a couple of bounces can decide the thing. And then you add in Washington's home advantage being whittled down to, like, I think they said 10,000 fans, mm. right? Like, once you add in the insane three-hour weather delay and Chris Peterson having to come out like a wrestling promo to say, hey, everybody, come back in the stadium, please, please. Like, Washington's home advantage was basically gone other than, you know, Cal had, I don't know, been awake a long time. Do you know how many plays Cal ran in this game? Seven. Fifty-six. Fifty-six. So so more, more than that. That's 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 a that's a, so few plays. So alarmingly few plays. But both of these teams, the goal is to do as little football as possible, and Cal proved better at that. Yeah, that's a really good point. No, that's the, true. USC Stanford to me, that's the one that it's not just surprising today. Right. Right. Like that's surprising going back to the shit, like the end of last season, because USC mm-hmm. is going to start three and three at best was a thing that everyone just locked in like and then they lost their starting quarterback. And now they're two and oh, and will probably be favored in most of their next three or four games until they go to Notre Dame. And then nothing all that difficult what? after that what's gonna happen if they beat Notre Dame <laughs> yeah I mean like yeah USC getting to five and one and then you know nine and three not at all impossible and mm. what I'm trying to do here is hype them up so that you know then we can get back on course well mm. how have we how have we somehow turned into like in the span of I don't know by the end of September USC could have gone from that thing you were saying before this season to like, oh, we have to talk about them in the playoff because they beat Stanford, Utah, and Washington. Or yeah. <laughs> or they could just like win one of those games and start like 
if they beat Utah, I the it, it feels dumb to say any conference is done, but it will be a very hard case to make at that point that unless USC is the team, I guess I don't know. This is fucking. Weird. I mean, I would bet on USC making the playoff before I'd bet on Utah making the playoff. That's so disrespectful. I know how insane that sounds. <laughs> Listen, I like I like Utah. It's nothing against Utah, but is Utah? It is against Utah. It's definitely and... against Utah. <laughs> Are you gonna tell me Utah is gonna go thirteen and zero? Come on, USC at least has the talent to do something like that. I realize how elitist this sounds, and like how how big of a failure USC is, and like it's not gonna happen. But like Utah's not gonna go thirteen and zero. Here's all right. If they if they beat Idaho State and USC, <laughs> okay. I know if they beat okay. Idaho State and if they get out of the if they if they now beat who's USC, disrespecting Utah? If they beat USC and, and they're undefeated, their remaining games, uh, they have three road games left. They those are on the road against Oregon State, Washington, and Arizona. The remaining home games are Wazoo, Arizona State, Cal. UCLA and Colorado. Sure. I like two. Okay. <laughs> what the hell? What is wrong with 10 and 2? It's there's nothing wrong with it. It just feels very well, strange. I was, I was what the hell in the universe. Okay, Jason, who's who would you take at this point to go undefeated? Utah or Maryland? <sighs> Utah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that I at least pushed you a little bit. <laughs> Thank you. No, like, I mean, I'm not the Utah hater. I'm aware. Listen, I know uh, as soon as this episode goes out, my Twitter mentions are going to be just a cesspool of reminding me which conference they're in. I was going to say, do you want to go ahead and mention they're in a power conference? Just Utah's power. in a power conference, unlike BYU, a non-power, which means <laughs> ten- Tennessee has lost to multiple non-powers for the first time since 1958 because BYU is a non-power and Utah is a power. However... I realize I'm now again in trouble with BYU's Metal Santa dad, uh, not a guy I want to anger. So I'm really just stepping in it all over. But uh, the, the state of Utah, I love it. Weber State, Utah State, um, Southern Utah, the Thunderbirds, best state in the country. Wow. Can we, um, can we remind everybody for the record that Holly doesn't care about these Tennessee, like you're not gonna tweak Holly with these Tennessee losses. The we as we reviewed last week. If you really want to make me mad, ask me if I'm doing okay. Like I would be on the floor crying after a Tennessee football loss. Once again, I've seen my own quarterback run into his own goalpost and knock himself to the ground during an SEC championship game. You can't kill me. The other you way can't. to make Holly mad is suggest that she's not real West Virginia. <laughs> Man, okay, listen. I, was, I went through. I went through a lot yesterday. There were things I was prepared to put up with, and there were things I was not prepared to put up with. Don. Yeah. My grandfather's name was Don, by the way, and he would have slapped the shit out of you, Don. All grandfathers did it at a certain point in American history. It was a good time to slap. Go ears. <laughs> Those times have changed. Slapping generation. Just be um, over here laying down credentials one after the other if anybody fucking needs anything. Um. Anyway, let's so, go back to the important thing. Yeah, no, you can't. Tennessee football can't hurt me. I kind of have a, a 
hearkening back to a similar discussion that we had early in the morning yesterday at work, I don't really know, much as I don't know why yesterday's USF loss was the one that got people insane, I'm not quite sure, apart from the stupidity of that one play, you know the one, why people are super worked up now about Tennessee football, except maybe, did you not see last week? Why is this worse? Um, can either of you name the five teams, the five power five teams, I should say, who, as of right U- now... Utah is a power five. Are 0-2. Oh is... Are 0-2. Oh uh, Cal? Uh, no, no, no. 0-2. Oh 0-2. Oh. Oh Tennessee. Yep. Oh, the other one. Yep. Um... Georgia Tech? No. Nope. Oh, right. Uh, <laughs> Florida, <laughs> is it Florida State? No. Florida Oregon. State, oh, no, Florida State narrowly avoided being on this list. Uh, I'm so Oregon, angry about Oregon that. State. Oregon State? Can't, oh, no, not Kansas. Kansas won. Nope. I hear teeth sucking. Is this going to upset us? No. No. UCLA, we've already talked about that. All right, them, yeah. Two others on here. Miami what? and Miami and Vanderbilt. Oh, God damn. I bring that up for two reasons. Um, one, the state of Tennessee has two Power 5 programs. They're both 0-2. 0-2 mm-hmm. in admittedly very different ways. Memphis just holding it down out there. Um, you know, Vanderbilt Vanderbilt 0-2 because they opened with Georgia. Terrible idea. Should have gotten out of that. Should have come down. Should have faked an illness. Whatever it took. Uh, mm-hmm. And then... Yeah, they should have gotten their dad to write a doctor's note. And then played angry Purdue, although... Uh, it's really it's really gratifying to me that Vanderbilt found a way to lose to a team where the quarterback at one point lined up behind the guard instead of the center, <laughs> and the center snapped the ball all the same. It's called wow. misdirection, Ryan. <laughs> wow. Um, Miami, on the other hand, <sighs> they had to they had to face a national championship winning head coach. That's true. That's that's a really good point. Yeah, I just I just want Miami fans to know that you're on this list with Oregon State, UCLA, Vanderbilt, and a Tennessee team that everybody is a guest by. So Outstanding. Just think about that. Have a great day. Um. So on Tennessee, the uh the the Phil Fulmer taking over the program idea, which. What a great thing to have up on our site this week. Is, is it even an idea at this point? <laughs> well, <laughs> what I, excellent foresight on an, the part of someone. I'm referring to it as an idea because it goes back a month or so when we first started talking about like, hey, Godfrey, you should write this. Right. You know, and like it, it eventually went up on our uh, our subreddit because, hey, dear podcast reader, you are going to have to subscribe to us on every social media platform except Facebook. It's like we did this on purpose. But like it goes up. And then Tennessee loses to BYU, and it's like, shit, is is the Fulmer thing even far enough? Like, to, <laughs> so I, like, is I had the, the idea Guard today. Like, be called in? Can can we get Johnny Majors to take the job? Wow, can we go back Jesus even Christ. further? Wow, if he can if he can lead a sort of like campaign. He's what, of, eighty? He's eighty five. He's eighty four. That's eighty four. That's um, fine. All fine. His last. His last coaching job coached Pitt in 1996 to a four and seven record. Ah, that interesting. Might, that might be good for Tennessee this year. <laughs> wow. 
Although I will say that pit team started one and one. So <laughs> see <laughs> momentum is what it's all. Wouldn't you take that? Yeah. Uh, at this who point was before went. that? Bill Battle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Doug Dickey, Boyden, Jim McConnell. Keith Schuler's still alive. Uh, Neyland, Neyland. Neyland really came He's definitely dead, but he might be encased in a living statue. I mean, Neyland left and returned, what, twice? Just yes. like Jesus. Yeah. So who's to say a third isn't in the cards? What about yeah. Zora Clevenger? Oh, that's my favorite name. Uh, J.D. Dupree? Let's give that guy a shot. None of the, I'm not hearing you say Deuce Gruden. What if this trends? Listen, the Grudens have enough problems over the last few days. Like, like what? Someone had a tweet like, "This is why I love college football." No Antonio Brown. Yeah. It's like, do you, we have? Do you know how many dumber things we have than Antonio Brown? Well, if the point is that, like, oh, th- college football doesn't have like attention, attention hogs who may make questionable choices like a look through the last like go through the heisman list for the last 10 years and see how many you can pick out there b remember that miami's head coach literally took another job did the press conference and then took the miami like please don't do this please we're all we're all done every yeah, if it's people who do all kind of shenanigans to get out of contracts they don't like, that's every college football coach every three years. <laughs> Mike Gundy has interviewed for every mall opening ever. <laughs> ever. Every hot topic, every baby gap manager position, he's interviewed for all of them just to let Oklahoma State know, hey, this can always turn. Always. We have we have entire universities who do this shit. Like <laughs> just to join other groups of universities. The only like the only difference between college football and the NFL is that Jimmy Sexton would have gotten this done quicker, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and and I will say the video production quality is not usually as good in college football. Yeah, we don't have man. That that is the one thing I will give them. Whoever did the uh, our players have to resort to like Twitter teens with recruiting edits with a Z in their in their avies, you know. Yeah, mm. that's who we have doing our visuals. This was this was an entire step up. I want to apply to be one of the like nine people hovering Antonio Brown all times with a camera. He's got like a fucking cloud of drone cameras around him. Yeah, I'm picturing it all being done by robots. It's pretty great. Yeah. Let's talk about the Big Ten Championship and how it's definitely going to be Maryland versus Wisconsin. Maryland, of course, the country's best offense at 71 points per game. That is, of course, uh, as Bill Conley reminded us frequently until his untimely demise, the most important stat is points. Facing Wisconsin the country's best defense at 0.0 points per game country's best defense yet to give up any points and probably not going to do so for a while because their upcoming opponents include Kent state, Michigan, Illinois, (laughs) Northwestern. (laughs) (laughs) Just through Michigan. (laughs) (laughs) Like, so we tweeted this out from the account. Like, so, uh, who's going to score on, uh, who's going to score on Wisconsin next, you know, first and, most of the replies breezed past Michigan to say Kent State. 
It's like Michigan. Yep, that's another goose egg. Uh, it'll definitely be Kent State. <laughs> so either way, something's got to give here, folks. Uh, Maryland, uh, Mike Loxley with the unstoppable engine that is the speedy turtle versus Wisconsin, the impenetrable wall of cheese colliding in Indianapolis. <laughs> big splattery mess there was a um i forget who it was but somebody had posted a tweet basically saying uh that maryland had not had a quarterback pass for 300 yards in a game since october i think it was 2013 until they just just until they just damn yeah i mean look wisconsin on the other hand unstoppable the ir the immovablest object uh, elsewhere in the Big Ten West. <laughs> <laughs> so this was uh, mm. one of the dominant distractions of late Saturday night. Mm. Minnesota is continuing its stupid journey through teams you don't want to play after going to overtime against a Dakota State, was now going to overtime against Fresno State in Fresno, you stupid morons. Uh, but what everyone was distracted by was PJ Flex fucking create a player wardrobe. Like, not even, <laughs> it's more like. I didn't even notice the pants until today. These are it's, like, it's, the, these are like the things you unlock in a Tiger Woods golf game. It's like the shit you unlock when you're a level two and you're just like, oh, I got something new. I better wear it. Like, do you want to wear it? No, right. but it's not default. That's, that's it. This bizarre, like every garment he wears is like boutique, one of a kind. Like there's an article about these dudes who are making a poncho for Young Thug. And like it took them a week and they had to go through this whole process. And they're like, oh, my God, I hope he wears it. He puts it on for like 10 minutes. And then he's like, OK, that's the end of the poncho. That is PJ Fleck. Every single thing he wears, no one will ever wear a garment like this again. This one we was had a like, lot of people in our mentions arguing that it was a quarter zip. It may have begun life as a quarter zip and did indeed <laughs> contain a quarter zip. However, it was cut like a fucking tabard, like he was about to go LARPing in the woods after this. That shit was a tunic. Yeah. Um, the the best, I, I did ask via Banner Society Twitter, where you should all be following us, like and subscribe, uh, what this fabric item was wrapped around his body. And the best answer I got was the reader who said tactical smock. And the problem we have now is that they beat Fresno State in the most uproarious fashion, and now it's his lucky tactical smock, and we're going to have to look at that thing a lot. He'll find something weird, and he always pairs these with, like, pants. They look to me like some kind of martial arts pants. They look but- like the pants that Robert Downey Jr. wears as Iron Man to fit over his Iron Man boots, like the boot-cut yoga pants. <laughs> No, at one point this year, he wore culottes, I swear to God. When I first tuned in, I thought he was wearing capris, because these things ride up his leg constantly. Put all this in the context of European golfer who has a great one day at the Masters and then falls out of contention, and that's yeah. the look. You've got the look right there. Yeah. Okay. Like, it's okay. Jesper Parnovic as fuck. Mm. <laughs> it's a compelling argument. Yeah, man. Just uh, FSU were obliged to note that you didn't. You did as your. 
I don't remember if this was a thing they made for social media or a thing somebody just got a picture of in the facility, but there's this image that's like, find a way to beat Louisiana Monroe. And it's clearly like, just you rotate the name of the opponent, whatever. Um, but it was an accurate portrayal of what Florida State's day would look like against, like, in many ways, a carbon copy of the Boise State game. Just mm. so stupid. Find a way to hope they miss an extra point. And they did. They did. And they did. As we also said in this week's... um top whatever which you can find on the website or in the newsletter if you subscribe to it yeah just go just if you're the underdog go for these please don't take extra points don't settle for field goals don't pass up fourth and short from reasonable parts of the field um like just throw haymakers it's not worth it to extend the game and let the team that's better than you on paper and probably playing at home get more chances for the math to work. Just, like, don't, please. Just try to win. Yeah. You, you have the depth yeah, disadvantage. Try. That'd be new. The longer the game goes on, the more of their good players they get to play. And and nobody's going to be pissed at you if you if it doesn't work, if that makes sense. Yeah. You, yeah, like coaches who are scared to be great. This is the one time when you're allowed to fuck up. When you go for two and it doesn't work, that's a free mistake. Like, if you're on the other side of this, if you're Willie Tagger, Jim Harbaugh, and you are the one who makes that bold move and it fucks up, like, yeah, you're going to hear it. And that's just how it is because, like, your team, your fans are going to think you shouldn't have been in a position to have to try to do that against an inferior opponent in the first place. They're going to be pissed that you couldn't pull it off. They're going to be pissed that you didn't have faith in blah, 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 blah. But if you're not in that position, yeah, go ahead. It's not your money. Double down. I don't care what the cards say. It's not your money. <laughs> it's not your. You will be employed by a different university within two years anyway. Who cares? Try right. to win. Right. Categories. Cats that storm the barricades of hell. God damn it, ULM. <laughs> I mean. Then there's the other side of the coin where you are a, again, a national championship winning coach who is locked in a battle with a tough opponent, but you accidentally left all your weapons at home. And by weapons, I mean timeout. <laughs> timeouts. Of course, we're talking about Les Miles, who burned all of his timeouts in the second half against Coastal Carolina. Early, early, early in the fourth quarter, like with with 13 plus minutes left in a game that they were uh, that where where Kansas scored on their first possession and never again throughout the rest of the goddamn game. Les Miles is just to be true to yourself. He has no choice, right? Like Les Miles, either you use all of your timeouts as fast as possible or you use none of them. <laughs> He's like, it, it's like a dog that gets into the kitchen at think, when you're making Thanksgiving dinner. It's like, boy, he really didn't pace himself eating the entire fucking turkey, did he? No, because that's not how Beethoven works. He just eats the whole goddamn turkey as fast as possible. He's going to throw it up later. You know that, right? 
I have the power to control time. <laughs> I don't know why I would, uh, why I would put a restrictor plate on that power. <laughs> I choose to. Oh, power's gone. So, uh, yeah, Les Miles lost to the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. Things have taken a turn in the grand scheme. It's not not unusual for Kansas. Is unusual for Les Miles. Just so stupid. <laughs> So I love it. I love it. He's true to himself. He is. Um, unless either of y'all have any other games you want to hit on, I feel like we have one big game we have to talk about. That's really a preview. What's that? Elasico! Um, I actually want to start with a angry rant here against the Associated Press. And the voters who yeah. participate. What happened, Ryan? And their bullshit poll. They had the opportunity to give us a ranked on both sides, Elasico. Iowa State entered the preseason ranked, won their first game of the year in week one. Doesn't matter how or who they played, they did <laughs> win. Um, was off week two and somehow tumbled in the rankings out altogether. And now we've been deprived of a thing that, to the best of my knowledge, Jason Holly, correct me if I'm wrong, we have never had a game between Iowa and Iowa State where both teams were ranked at the time. Is that correct? Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, okay, <laughs> I'm well, this up. all right. The I wiki, gotta ask us this shit ahead of time, man. Okay, the I'm wiki sorry. for this rivalry is unhelpful. Yes, I. So I did some manual searching. First of all, it's important to note that it's it's actually not that hard. Uh, to so did some per manual sports. searching. So Ooh. according to Sports Reference, Iowa State has only been ranked once ever against Iowa, and that was in 1978. Okay. And yes, it's never happened. Um, I was. It's easy because Iowa State's only been ranked in the AP poll 50, uh. 50 times total. That's not fifty years. That's fifty weeks over the entirety of their existence as uh, a program that has played since eighteen ninety five. But they just fucked it. Like they just straight up fucked us here. <laughs> they did. Washington gets sad. this. Washington gets this day. Washington gets to stay ranked at one and one. Fuck that. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, I think that. I think that is. I kind think of that a, shows that everyone was sleepy. Yeah, they just they clocked out too early. Couldn't handle it. If you can't, if you can't, you know, if you can't wait to turn in your ballot in the morning, you're not in football season shape yet. Mm-mm. It just, it just, Don't it's frustrating because a Iowa State is literally the first in other receiving votes, so they're 26th. And that's what I'm calling them officially. Oh fuck, we're that close. Now yeah. I'm mad too. Yeah. Um it's especially funny because the team they're just ahead of by one point is Cal. Cal can't get <laughs> yeah, fucking who beat, ranked. Who beat number twenty three. God. Um fucking Also, just we're not gonna talk about it. UNC being UNC not being ranked at this point is kind of odd and stupid, arguably. Ageist. I think it's ageist. <laughs> that's what it is. That's what it is. They just they love these they love these young Tom Hermans more than the beloved Mac Browns and the, and their ancient wisdom that they have to share. Um, the Associated Press famously uh, famously skewing young. Yeah. No, I'm just I'm 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 absolutely livid. Well, so like that sucks, but the main thing here is. Ames Day El Asico. 
the yeah. the the greatest Iowa Iowa State rivalry in the entire country is getting the spotlight, the biggest spotlight of a college football weekend. It is beating out dozens of other college football games that people will watch. Don't look at which those are because that might make it slightly less impressive. Um, there, there are just tons of excellent games it's beating. Just trust me. And, like, that's awesome. This is one of our favorite rivalries because it's terrible. There are other choices where ranked teams are playing unranked uh, teams, for instance. Y'all still there? Y- yeah. Oh, sorry. Like yeah. Um, I was waiting. Oh, no, those aren't, like Jason said, those aren't important. It's about yeah, aims. Like, and like, fuck, fuck TCU, Purdue. That's not, that's not game day material. <laughs> Next weekend is very strange. Very, very strange. Elastico deserves this. I, I think it's important to note that A, as as to get everybody prepped, this is technically the most potentially blood week a blood a week can be. Because you have no ranked teams playing each other, and therefore you have maximum potential for whether or not these games are gonna pan out that way, just in terms of like who has the most to lose at the table. It's everyone this week. So that's good. We could, yeah, we could. Technically, we could have twenty-five ranked teams losing to unranked teams. For the record, that that would be my favorite week in college football forever. It's bad for bad for the team I root for, but fine with it. (laughs) Yeah, take one for the good of everyone. Uh, We have a if you're going to Ames to attend, which I'm sure everyone is. We have uh, a, uh, a a reader posted on the Fullcast subreddit under the handle I Taste of Despair, an Ames tourist guide. Uh, Ames is a nice enough town that you can forget its congressional representative is a full-blown Nazi. I doubt that will be covered on game day. It's a college town in a mid-sized city, so it's got a plethora of bars. Cool! Everyone loves the most popular place to grab a bite is Hickory Park. Definitely overrated, but the other barbecue options are trash. Uh-huh. <laughs> the ice cream is fantastic. Great Plains is a place for pizza. It's been around forever. Also, Ames has great water. Hmm. We'll, we'll get to we'll, we'll sit on that, hmm. Holly. I know. I know. <laughs> Just wait on it. That's all I'm gonna say. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait on this because I feel like I need Spencer here for backup because no one's gonna believe me. That's it. This is a teaser, folks. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have we have things to say about Ames water. Hmm. I have an Ames water story that that I will hang on to for the moment. Um, do y'all know about Woo! Bush Latte? Is that a player what? or a drink? Yeah, is that so? This is beer, beer, coffee. I was gonna say, oh yeah, he had like eighty yards last week. So in the in the in the Reddit, um, in the aforementioned Reddit, it's either that one or another one about Iowa State. We have many conversations about Iowa State on the full cast subreddit. There is a reference to Bush Latte, which is just Bush Light in a new can that implies, nay, specifically says, drinking for breakfast, it's the coolest. Um, oh, wow. And it is a, it's a, it's just, a, I just thought you should know that that's a real thing. Uh, especially that's because beautiful. Bush Light is, I guess, strongly associated with 
Iowa State for reasons that I don't fully comprehend. Sure, sure. What is there to fully comprehend? Mm -hmm. I mean, that that makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, on this show, not a goddamn thing. Hmm. Well, they have great water. Mm. Or do they? We'll find out. Hey, it's John Gennaro, executive producer of SB Nation's team podcast. The NFL season's almost here, and if you're anything like me, you're looking for a podcast that covers your team to get caught up on before the kickoff of the regular season. SB Nation has got you covered. We've created 32 NFL podcasts, one for each team's fan base, hosted by fans of that team. If you're looking for a deeper, funnier, nerdier, and more authentic podcast experience than anywhere else, you'll definitely want to check it out. Not every NFL fan is the same, and SB Nation is there for the ones that want to hear about their team. Subscribe today and you'll get new episodes for news, game previews and recaps, in-depth analysis, and more. Find the podcast for your favorite football team at sbnation.com slash NFL podcasts.